exterminate from my slumber. I am Eternal Dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 58 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Take a moment out of your day, a quick, quick moment to head over to Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. Give that page a like as I'm trying to sort of get into a new era of things. I've I've got these ideas that I'm going to try to uh, just push in the near future uh, as far as getting more Dragon Ball related content out to you guys because I know that that's something that you seem to enjoy. I mean, I'm assuming you do because you listen to this podcast and you come back week to week and you continue to listen. So I appreciate it very much. Uh, so a very good way to just sort of to help me mo- motivate me to get to that point and uh, and have easy access to anything new that may pop up in the near future is to like that page. That's uh, very important. So uh, I appreciate the support for all you guys. I've liked it already. And if you're on the fence about it, don't be. It's really easy. Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. Give it a like. Uh, if you just don't use Facebook, you don't happen to have Facebook, where there are other ways to show support. Obviously, you can go to iTunes. If you listen to iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, leave me a review there. It's been a while since I've gotten a review. Uh, I kind of miss reading those. So by all means, don't hesitate. If you got something positive you want to say, head over there and leave me a review there. You can also send me an email. If you just uh, have anything you want to say, any questions, comments about the episodes, Dragon Ball in general, any questions, etc. For our segment called What Are You Saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah, we're getting into episode 58, man. We're whew, it's we're here. It's it's we're almost at episode 60. I mean, it seems like it was just literally last week we celebrated episode 50, which, of course, um, you know, it was a little bit of a special episode, so you can go back and check that out. I talked about more than just Dragon Ball during that episode. I got into more geek-related things. I talked about movies. I talked about TV. talked about trailers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, uh, if you're someone who is, is new to Tim Bridgewater, you know I've been doing this kind of thing for a long time. I used to host another podcast called Geekly Dose. We talked about everything geek. And I also hosted one called Republic City Report, which was a Legend of Korra podcast. So if you happen to watch the Legend of Korra, um, or, or interested in watching it now, there is a podcast that I did that will kind of take you from book two on into the very end. So you can kind of have that as a nice little companion piece. Uh, it's a lot like Rock the Dragon, where I just reviewed each episode every week. Okay. Um, it was a lot more lighthearted, quote unquote, I would say. Um, in some ways, I mean, I didn't, I, there was no profanity on that podcast. It was just, it was a different show, right? It was a different show. So it required a different sort of conversation, <laughs> but, uh, if that's something interesting, checking out, make sure you go, go check all that stuff out. So I think we're just going to jump into the email segment for this week. Uh, I mean, there's no reason to waste any more time uh, about that. And then we're going to get into the episode talk as we, as we always do. So the first email that I have here is from what well, is actually a message. This is in regard to if you if you listen to episode 57, you remember I kind of talked about some issues that I was having with the Adult Swim website in terms of watching Dragon Ball Super because I DVR Dragon Ball Super every week. Uh, I just it's just I just prefer to watch that way. <laughs> you know, like I, I like to come home, sit on my couch on my big screen with my surround sound and just watch it whenever I want to watch it in full HD and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but when I'm re-recording, when I'm recording the podcast, I like to re-watch the episode on my computer, right? Because I'm sitting in my office. This is where I do my, 
Uh, I record the podcast in here and it's nice to kind of have it up on the monitor so I can see it as it's happening so I can try to make sure I don't leave anything out. Usually what I use for that is the Adult Swim website, which you think you would think would be the perfect place to go. But I've been having a lot of problems. You know, sometimes I go there and it's malfunctioning. Sometimes I go there and it's perfectly fine. Went there today. It's working perfectly fine. So I don't know. I don't know if it's something on my end or something on their end, but it's been a little bit of a reoccurring pain in my ass. But uh, so Brent sent me a message here and Brent says, Tim, I've had trouble with Super on both the Adult Swim website and on my on-demand cable which is xfinity as well occasionally it'll take them three days or more to get the damn episode up in this day and age it's pretty horrible to have to wait three days for the on-demand episode i can't afford the dvr stuff or i would use it if you need another spot to try use facebook actually when the new episode comes out you can usually put in like quote dragon ball super xx english dub uh, end quote or similar and you'll find someone who uploaded it usually in decent quality helps me out in a pinch I use it for other anime as well so Brent uh, thank you so much for that information anybody else out there who may be having run into this kind of problem there's some suggestions for you you can just kind of obviously you know I mean it's not it's not in, incredibly difficult to find the episodes elsewhere <laughs> I mean I've, I've done that in the past when Adult Swim wasn't working but I, I try not to do that and I talked about this a lot on Republic City Report because if you if you watch Legend of Korra, you know that at some point Nickelodeon pulled that show from TV. They because the ratings weren't good enough, so they just took it off of TV, which is not at all any sort of testament to the quality of that show. Okay, that show is incredible, and I will fucking stand up to that, <laughs> stand up for that any day of the week. I just think that they did a terrible job at promoting that show. And people didn't know what to expect from it. You know what I mean? Like, cause it wasn't, it didn't come on in the same like time slot and days, I think as, as, uh, the last airbender did. So maybe they didn't know, you know, and, and it wasn't as kitty quote unquote, as a lot of the other shows on, on, on Nickelodeon. It certainly was more grown up than the avatar the last airbender was too, but it made sense because it focused around characters that were older than those other characters. So it, the show was a little bit more mature. I think all of that sort of plays into why it got pulled, but they put it on Nickelodeon.com and uh, or Nick.com. And, I, you know, if if you if you make it difficult for people to watch it on the website, on your official website, because I even had problems with them, I remember like that's part of the, the problem. Like you said, Brent, like I don't like to have to wait two or three days for the episode to be put up, you know? I mean, that's just like a pain in the ass. That's why I have DVR. And trust me, I can barely afford it myself, Brent. <laughs> but I love television so much. You know, that's so that's so important to what I do and who I am as a person that I'm like, OK, if I could squeeze the money to make it happen, then I'll do it. So I have the DVR for that reason. I mean, I trust me, I thought about just going strictly like online or just doing like, um, yeah, like some kind of online app or something like that. But then that's the problem. You have to wait for the episode to be uploaded. Of course, unless you just find one of these random websites where some just fan of the show uploads it immediately, but then you run the risk of, you know, having spyware or whatever may be associated with their website, right? So I use DVR for now. But obviously, you know, if it I would rather go to the official website because that's just so that's showing support to the show, right? Like I don't want what happened to 
the Legend of Korra to happen with Dragon Ball Super. So if I can, I'm going to go directly to the source, the official source, and watch the episodes. If you don't make it difficult for me to do that, <laughs> okay? So make sure your website is running so I don't have to go to any other place to look it up. Uh, and today it's working. So that was probably a little bit longer, more detailed response than I needed to give on that. But <laughs> but obviously, Brent, thanks. Uh, today, the the, the, the the site seems to be working well. The episode was put up as far as I can tell within a reasonable amount of time. I mean, it aired last night, um, Saturday night and on Sunday it's up. So. Uh, so, yeah, we'll 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 keep an eye on that in the future. OK, next email I have here is from Jesus. Jesus, thank you so much for emailing me again, as always says here hey tim me again just emailing you to tell you i just like hearing your podcast keep going like i said in my last two emails the series gets better in all caps with three thumbs up after it (laughs) i like to listen to the people that watch just the dub because i like listening to your fans sending emails to you and your own excitement about the episodes like when your last fan sent their email and said that they thought this episode was one of the best they'd ever seen. And I'm just here already finished watching the sub and I'm like, they have no idea what's coming. I like that feeling because it reminds me of how I felt when I watched the episode. Now, last thing I want to say is if you or anybody watches the movie coming this December, be careful because if you haven't watched the last episode of Super, then major spoilers because the movie follows the last episode. So sorry about that just thought you should know keep doing what you do and i'm excited to hear what you think hey Suze, thank you so much for for emailing me in um as always uh yeah so i'm you know it's I, that's something that i've been kind of worried about not worried but I, I do i do think about that right i think about people that watch the japanese dub also known as the sub uh finding enjoyment in this podcast right because if you have already watched everything and you already know what's going to happen i don't know if this podcast is as appealing to those people because they're like, well, shit, we already know what's going to happen. But people like you, when you let me know that you still enjoy it because you like hearing other people's excitement about it and other people's theories, then that is good to know. You know, that that helps keep you motivated. And maybe I won't think about it as much. <laughs> I'm hoping now that the the, the sub, uh, the Japanese run of this arc or whatever they want to call it, uh, of Dragon Ball Super has ended that, you know, more people will, will come and start to listen to this and we'll get into the English dub and just, you know, and not spoil anything for the rest of us, but just kind of enjoy the process. And, and, and at least I know there, I know there are a lot of people that like to just watch just to compare the differences between the two versions, you know? So, um, are there any more you guys out there that have just come along and you're watching the Japanese dub, but you're enjoying the podcast and the perspective on it? Uh, let me know. It's always nice to know about that kind of stuff. Um, and it's always nice to know that things do get better and, and continue to get good. And, and I've heard nothing more about that. I mean, I've I've heard that from plenty of people. So it seems like we've gotten into a good place uh, right now. And you say that for as far as the new Dragon Ball Super movie that's coming out in December, be careful because it does take off. It does resume right after the end of that. OK, well, that's I mean, that's a. Uh, that's reasonable. I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to handle that as far as an English release, right? Because if it does, uh, take if it does, ha- you know, resume right where Dragon Ball Super ends, then that means they're probably not going to release that movie 
with an English American version because we haven't gotten to the end of Super yet here, right? I mean, that's what I would assume if what you're saying is true. I don't know if it technically takes place after Super or if it's just sort of a, well, maybe it could still take place after Super, but still be a contained, a self-contained story, right? So for example, if this is about the origin of the Saiyans, then that could technically take place after Super, but not spoil anything because it's talking about something that happened before everything else, right? I'm hoping that's what the case is. And I, I feel like that's probably why they're deciding to tell a story that's a prequel instead of a sequel. Uh, once again, assuming that that's what this movie is, is because, well, the rest of us in America, we're we're not we we don't know how Super ends yet. Right. Unless we watch the Japanese version. So it'd be weird to release a movie here that takes up right where Super left off. <laughs> I hope that's not too confusing. So, I mean, hopefully the movie is enough of a standalone to where you don't have to have seen uh, the end of Super in order to be able to enjoy the movie, right? Because uh, if it's anything like the deal with Battle of Gods and Resurrection F, it's not going to be a long time before the movie is released here. You know, after being released in Japan, I've even heard some rumors that they're going to think about doing some simultaneous releases, you know, in order to just sort of maximize uh the, the the box office results by just having it all released at the same time so uh, there's a lot of questions there and obviously since I don't want to be spoiled I don't like to google a lot of shit <laughs> so I just kind of rely on you guys to tell me some things um, spoiler free things which you guys have been really good about by the way so um, but yeah yeah, so, you know, we'll, I guess we'll kind of see what happens with that. But Jesus, as always, thank you so much for sending me an email. If you have anything you want to say, questions, comments, concerns, etc., send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. That being said, we're going to go over and switch over to the episode talk for this week. Of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon Podcast, episode 58, is going to cover episode 58 of Dragon Ball Super, titled Zamasu and Black, The Duel's Mystery Deepens. Mm, okay. Well, we can kind of infer a couple things based on this title. Uh, I found myself wondering, okay, is this the episode where they finally sort of explain Goku Black's, uh, how exactly he ties into Zamasu and what their origin is and etc. We don't really get that. Like, we don't officially get that. What we really get this episode is some theories from the characters on what that history could be. Uh, and at this point, I think it stands to reason that they could be right or they could be wrong about it. But let's let's get into it. OK, so if we remember with episode 57, Zamasu uh, made a journey over to Master Zuno's planet, which. Just a small little observation here. I mean, his name is Zuno, the leader, the, the, the there's Master Zuno and Grand Zeno. So I don't know. Is it a coincidence that their names are very similar to one another? <laughs> I don't know. Uh you know, is there some relations, you know, because we we're kind of establishing that like these when it comes to these higher beings, this has kind of been a, an ongoing thing. This series, when it comes to these higher beings in the universe, they seem to be in universes, their relations before between them. Right. We learned that, you know, Beerus and Champa, Whis and Vados. Um, so maybe there's some kind of relation between Zeno and Zuno. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. 
Okay, but Zamasu went to visit this character that I, you know, was afraid was just going to be a throwaway episode because when they first visited Master Zuno, I did not like that episode at all. I thought it was completely fucking stupid. I didn't understand. I mean, you know, my biggest problem was, okay, if this guy's been here the whole time, why are we just now hearing about him, right? But, I mean, I guess that's just the the (laughs) sort of the, the trouble, the burden of creating a new show and having to create new characters that are supposedly been around the whole time. I had the same kind of problem with Beerus, but they did kind of tie Beerus in with the whole Frieza thing, which I didn't really like, but I kind of see why they did it. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, so Zamasu is basically just going to find out about the Super Dragon Ball. So we get a lot. This episode is, is a very sort of a exposition-y, expository sort of episode i mean there's a lot of talking about things about what has happened what things mean what things could possibly mean there's a lot of that this episode and you know sometimes you got to have those episodes i mean i feel like the best episodes manage to do that while still showing you some new stuff while still being entertaining funny uh action filled etc i don't think this one does the best job at all of that i mean it certainly does keep the it, it explains a lot of theories um but i don't know if it does much else well so this wasn't the greatest episode to me overall i'll just say that but it's not like it was bad but it wasn't the greatest uh, but yeah so a lot of this stuff is just them kind of talking about stuff right so we 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 just retread a lot of stuff that we should already know i mean we already know how the super dragon balls work but in case people need to be reminded of it <laughs> Master Zuno kind of goes to the whole thing again. You know, there's seven of these things that spread across universes six and seven. You have to gather them all. You have to say uh, something. Grant my wish, please. Peas and carrots, whatever. You know, we, we talked about this stuff before, but he's kind of going back through it for Zamasu. Um, the question is, is that why is Zamasu asking about this? Right. And this is the kind of this is the premise of the episode is everyone kind of sitting around and throwing out theories about how this happens. So. We, we we start off with that and of course Goku, Trunks and Vegeta just just uh, returned from the future they're a capsule corp they get some sensu beans in there really quickly and they they get healed now what I thought was kind of cool about this because someone like me the first thing I would have said was oh now they have sensu beans all of a sudden why didn't they bring the fucking sensu beans with them to the future well they address that in the episode so I can't be mad about it <laughs> I can't. Bone was like, wait a second, you forgot the sensu beans here because apparently Goku left them on a toilet or something. When in reality, from a writing standpoint, they probably just really wanted to create a situation where they got their asses whipped and they had to come back. You know, had they brought the sensu beans with them to the future, they'd still be there fighting. So you have to make a decision on what's best uh storytelling wise to create conflict for your characters in this situation it probably made more sense from a writing standpoint to just make it so that they didn't have the sensu beans on them but i talked about this before you know is that you open so many different doors for plot holes when you create all of these get out of jail free cards that's what i call (laughs) things like sensu beans dragon balls fusion you know all these things that kind of like come out of nowhere that you can like use to help and then you have to find an excuse why those things are not always around and we know that sensu beans are like only corin can grow those and there's only so many he can grow they've never really gone 
at least to my knowledge, into too much detail on exactly how sensu beans work in terms of them being planted and how often they grow. But we know that they're always very limited, right? They always only have a couple of them on hand and they just happen to have only three this time. So now they got them and et cetera. So, so then at that point, we pretty much just, just sort of spend the next couple of minutes once again with more sort of exposition. They're just kind of explaining to Bulma and the, and the Pilaf gang uh, everything that just happened. So the first, you know, 10 minutes of this episode is just sort of retreading things that we just saw. And I think that just kind of bothers me a little bit, but I don't know, maybe some people didn't really understand it the first time. So now they're kind of just repeating it all and saying that, uh, you know, Zamasu appears to be invincible and they're, they're explaining that in Goku Black and, and, and how Zamasu showed up and. Uh, Super Saiyan Rose, how you reach a new level of power. I think sort of the biggest thing that stands out to me amongst this uh, this conversation is, is once again the whole invincibility thing, right? Why why are they hammering on that so much, right? Um, because it just it doesn't add up to me. It doesn't make sense that they this is not the first person or villain or whatever that they've come across that can regenerate, you know. So the fact that it's they're making such a big deal out of it this time. All I can do is assume that from the writing standpoint, as far as the writers go, they're just trying to tell us that he's invincible. It's not that he, you know, gets hurt and heals. It's just that he just can't be hurt. Maybe if you look very closely, there are some subtle differences. Like, you know, back whenever Boo and Cell were regenerating, they could get hurt. They would just regenerate. You know, when Cell got his shoulder blown off, it came across as being painful to him. You know, uh, he regenerated, but I guess it still hurt. So maybe with Zamasu is that he's invincible, so he doesn't even feel pain or anything. It's just like he can't even be hurt. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to make it make sense to me because I just don't understand why it's such a big deal, at least from their perspective, that this is happening when they've seen it before right <laughs> but what's kind of silly and, and i don't know interesting about this conversation too is that you know goku has a solution as to how they could uh make themselves invincible and vegeta's like what do you mean and he says well we can just go into the fight with a whole buffet of sensu beans and i can't help but wonder if that was more of like a uh, a sort of a, a a nod a reference to the fans because I feel like many of us for years have been saying like, well, why don't they just take a shitload of sensu beans with them into a fight? You know, because it's once again, it's never been completely clear on what the extent of these sensu beans and how often they grow and exactly how limited they are and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so just in case anyone was thinking that, you know, they could just go back to the future with a bunch of sensu beans where well, they address it in the show <laughs> and say, no, you can't do that. Where are you going to find that many sensu beans? Whatever. I mean, it seemed like one of those sort of, you know, uh, fan, you know, sort of moments where they were just kind of talking directly to the audience. I could be wrong. I don't know. But then we, 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 we visit Future Trunks, too. Right. And we he gets a moment with Mai because we can't forget that when he went back to his time, he found out that Mai was actually alive. OK. And the last time he talked to little Mai, he told her that she was dead. So I guess he felt I guess he felt like it was his responsibility to kind of clear that up and be like, no, the future you is still alive. So sorry, I guess I was wrong about that. What I like about this is that they're also including pre like little trunks. Um, I mean, it's not like he's contributing a lot to this, 
but it's still cool that he's around because it's just like the sort of juxtaposition of having future trunks and little trunks in the same time and interacting with one another is kind of cool even though their hair is a different fucking color oh i thought i was i thought i was over it man but i guess i'm not man i'm having like like ptsd now from this shit uh anyway <laughs> um so yeah, I I just kind of like that he's involved, and it makes me miss Goten a little. I just wish like Goten got some love, but Goten's not getting any love at all. You know, what can you do? Uh, but yeah, so they're just kind of you know, and then Whis, Beerus, and Supreme Kai show up. Okay, Shin, Supreme Kai of Universe Seven show up. Uh, they come down with some information because apparently Master Zuno ratted uh, Zamasu out, <laughs> uh, which is. I, I wanted to mention this earlier, but, you know, Zamasu was sort of, was basically threatening Master Zuno, threatening to kill him. And what I don't understand is that, is the hierarchy of power in this world, okay? And when I mean the world, I don't mean the universe 7 or 10 or whatever. I just mean like the Dragon Ball world. I, it's always been strange to me that, that you can have uh, mortals that are way more powerful than gods somehow. And I know that that's not common it's really just like vegeta and like goku who've kind of like in and, and, and gohan and those guys are the only ones that really sort of you know transcend all this kind of stuff but you have this all-knowing sort of being in the universe as master zuno you would think he'd be pretty powerful right you would think whoever put him in charge would be like i need to make this guy strong enough so that if someone comes here and threatens to kill him for information that he shouldn't give away he'd be able to defend himself but it, <laughs> he looks like a just complete weakling to where zamasu just kind of threatens him and he tells him all this shit he's not supposed to know like how to you know where the dragon balls are and all this kind of stuff and it's like he shouldn't it just seemed kind of weird to me that it was that easy for him to just go there and just threaten this guy into telling him things that he i assume was designated by Grand Zeno or somebody to keep a secret, you know. So I don't, it's kind of weird, but whatever. It's Dragon Ball. Uh, but yeah, so you know they kind of talking about things in there, and, and, and Supreme Kai lets everyone know that Zamasu just visited uh, Master Zuno, and he was asking about the Super Dragon Balls. So now they're wondering, uh oh, why? What is he possibly wanting for? So. Uh, we do revisit Go Goensu for a minute. He's just kind of looking around. He's out of tease, looking around. He's asking about Zamasu. Of course, we know Zamasu is gone because he went to go rough up <laughs> and intimidate uh, Master Zuno. And then, of course, we just kind of pick up with some of the explanations and exposition and shit like that. They're ex now they're explaining everything that happened to Beerus and Whis and Supreme Kai. Uh, and Boma's like, okay, so here's what we need to know: is that how can we kill a deity? <laughs> and they're and they're like, oh, that's you know, that's you can't just throw out a question like that, especially when you're in the presence of two gods here. I don't know what Weiss is considered. I don't know if Weiss is considered a deity or not technically, but th th there's at least Beerus and Supreme God sitting there, and Beerus is like, I can take that as a threat toward me, uh, which I thought was funny. Uh, but yeah, so this is this is kind of what we get into all these sort of theories about who Goku Black could be and how he could tie into Zamasu and why Zamasu is looking for the Super Dragon Balls and etc. So um, 
I mean, and, and, and these theories are things that they've kind of been like sort of pointing toward anyway, right? These are now here's the question, right? Is that some of this stuff that they say here uh, seems really obvious, right? And, and there are things that I've kind of been like talking about too, as far as well, you know, um, obviously Zamasu is is a different sort of a supreme kai where he feels like mortals aren't worthy or they are not that they're not worthy but they're just it's time for them to receive receive be eliminated because they're only causing more and more and more problems and stuff like that so as a result of that he somehow creates goku black as this sort of like assistant to help him do it nothing really too unusual about that now the question is is that does it happen as sort of just a simple wish the way because that's the theory that they're throwing out here that maybe uh that he just use, he's going to use the Super Dragon Balls to wish for Goku Black, and that he's also going to wish for immortality or not or invincibility with the Super Dragon Balls. Uh, I gotta say that I don't. I hope that that's not the truth. I mean, I hope I hope it doesn't. I hope it's not playing out as. I hope that it's not going to actually play out as simply as they are making it seem. You know, I'm hoping that there's a little bit more to that. I'm hoping that it's not that it's a little bit more complex, you know, because just making him make a wish for that stuff. is just kind of like an easy way out. I think it's just too easy <laughs> for him to just be like, yeah, I wish to be invincible. Yeah, I wish for Goku Black, you know, let's get a little bit more detailed into it. And, and, and the fact that they're just throwing this stuff out as a theory in TV could like in, in tv terms usually means that that's not true right usually they give you they'll mislead you by saying well they're probably doing this and then there's a plot twist and it's actually this that's kind of what i'm hoping but in the dragon ball world it's very difficult to know you know if it's true or not if we're supposed to take this as a legitimate sort of truth i mean they they did say it's just a theory but you don't, I mean, in this world, I don't know, but I'm hoping that it's, these are just theories and that the actual reasoning behind this stuff is probably a little bit more interesting than just Zamasu going, gathering the Dragon Balls and making a wish or two wishes. So the question is, is that how does he, you know, how does he do it? Right. Because uh, the, just like the regular Dragon Balls, the Super Dragon Balls would be inactive for a year but so then they start to say well he does have a time ring so he could jump ahead a year uh gather them again and make the two wishes now the only sort of problem that i have with these theories um uh, are things that i've kind of talked about before and, and that is um for one thing it, it's just strange and, and this is assuming that this is all right and i hope this all all of this makes sense but that the actions of the present day current timeline or what affected future trunks's timeline right because that's what it seems like right because goku went because weiss kind of talks about this and he says some stuff that i don't necessarily agree with i mean he was like uh well you know go zamasu was defeated by goku in battle and i was like they didn't that wasn't a fight <laughs> like that didn't even count as a fight but he says that like more than once and he's like well he was defeated by goku it's like he wasn't defeated by goku maybe his ego was hurt a little bit and i don't know with a god maybe that's enough but uh but yeah so i mean how how is it that his his meeting with goku in this timeline affects the future of trunks's timeline which is a different timeline 
you know, is a, which is a timeline where this meeting would have never happened because Goku was already dead. You know, and, and that's what like the confusion comes in at for me. And, I, and and hopefully they do a good job of maybe explaining this in the future or maybe they just won't explain it at all. I have sort of already talked about this before. My put my sort of like uh, theory on it is the whole causal loop sort of time travel theory, which is a real sort of I mean, I say real, but I mean, it's an established theory in the world of like fiction. So if you Google that, then you you'll see kind of what I'm talking about that like at this point it doesn't matter what happened when and all that kind of shit that it's just like this loop that happens and doesn't matter what happened first or what happened second or whatever because once again the Zamasu in, in Future Trunks' timeline would have never met Goku because Goku wasn't around for him to meet he didn't meet him until now you know in the current timeline and that's only because future trunks came back and, and and started this whole thing and put it into motion so that is my one of my main problems with this theory is that they're going to have to sort of explain all of this in a way that works or maybe they won't because it's dragon ball and they say fuck it which is certainly something that they've done in the past and they may not even worry about it now another problem with this theory is that well if you know zamasu if you're going to go make a wish why you know why not just wish that you're the most powerful being in the universe or something you know if it's that easy if you can go make a wish that you're invincible then why not just make a wish that you're just like the strongest one around and then you don't even need goku black right so it it, it seems a little bit sort of crazy that he would make those like two separate wishes when he can kind of take care of all that with one now you could say, and maybe, and maybe they'll explain all this stuff. And this is just me kind of speculating as someone who doesn't watch the sub. You know, I don't know what happens, so <laughs> it's my job to come on here and theorize about stuff. But uh, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe they will explain that, and maybe it's just a situation where, as Supreme Kai, he wants to be able to sit on his pedestal and over and oversee the universe, but he just wants to have someone else to go out and do the actual dirty work, so he doesn't have to leave his post. It could be that simple. But then it becomes a question of, well, why choose Goku, quote unquote? And they kind of touch on that. And Whis is saying, well, Goku is the only person I guess he ever came across that really made him feel like, you know, he wasn't very strong or whatever. So he so he wants to make another being that is as powerful as that. Well, my problem with that is, is that why does it have to actually be Goku? Right. Because in their theory. And because. And, while we is talking about this, we see these clips of Zamasu actually making these wishes, which I'm assuming is just hypothetical that that's not actually what happened. They're just sort of illustrating how these how it could have played out or could be playing out. I don't think we're supposed to take that that is what happened exactly. But so in these theories and these like flashes that we're seeing, you know, he's he's actually wishing for like someone with the body and power of goku the saiyan but it's like okay well why why does he have to have goku's body well you know if you're making a wish <laughs> and essentially you can wish for whatever the hell you want then why would you make it so specific wish for something that's more that's better than goku's body wish for someone who's more powerful than goku not as powerful as go as goku so these i'm just saying this to say that that's my problem with those theories right um so this shit just doesn't kind of add up and that's why i'm hoping that 
this isn't right. I'm hoping these are just theories that they're throwing out. Now, here's something else I want to kind of mention. Uh, I think they could have avoided a lot of this confusion that I'm having, which is I'm only having this confusion because they haven't explained it yet. Now, once they explain it, if it makes sense, that'll be fine. But I was thinking about this and I was saying, well, you know, I think the part of the problem here that I'm having is that these events in the future happen in a different timeline than the one that we're in now. So it, it's not it's not once again, it's not adding up. It doesn't add up that present day Zamasu in the current timeline, his actions could lead him to turn into the version of Zamasu that's in future Trunks' timeline, because that should technically be two different Zamasus. You know, that, that future Zamasu should be one that exists in a different world, a different timeline, one that where he never met Goku. That's assuming that that's what that is, right? Because... <laughs> God, in the Dragon Ball world, they could just explain it however they feel like explaining it, and it may not be that at all. Uh, but what I thought would have been cool, and maybe it's sort of a, a less confusing way to kind of tell this exact same story, and <laughs> and I want you guys to bear with me on this, kind of follow along with this. Uh, but imagine a version of this where Goku Black still was a threat in the future, Zamasu was still a threat, a threat in the future, but it wasn't Future Trunks' timeline that it was the current timeline, right? So we don't even get future trunks. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I understand why they brought future trunks back. You know, people love that character. It's always nice to see characters again, but I'm just trying to think about the potential of this. So imagine that future trunks never came back. That version of future trunks that we're used to, but a different future trunks came back, meaning present day trunks, little purple hair trunks, the one who's being raised currently, by Vegeta and Bulma, what if a future version of that Trunks came back? You know, the one who grew up with Vegeta as his father, not, not the, not the usual future Trunks, but a future version of the current Trunks. That way, it's still the same timeline, right? You've got a Trunks coming back from the same timeline to warn them about Goku Black and to warn them about Zamazu and etc. Then you eliminate all these questions of, well, how does this affect an alternate timeline where Goku would have been dead? Because you wouldn't have had to worry about that because it would have been the future of the current timeline. And not only that, it would have been cool to see little Trunks grow up and come back to the past. Because it stands the reason that not everything has to change, right? Bulma's still a genius, so she could still create a time machine even in this version. So that Trunks could have grown up, taken that time machine to come back and warn them about Zamasu and Goku Black. And then that would have eliminated, I think, a lot of the sort of confusion that I'm having here. And plus, it would have been cool to see how that version of Trunks would have turned out, because while he would have been not as, you know, battle hardened because he didn't go through all of that stuff that he went through before, he still could have been pretty badass, right? Because imagine a future Trunks that had Vegeta around to train him so then we get this super badass version of present day trunks to, who comes back trained by vegeta i would have just loved to have seen what that would have been like and then they would have been confused and they would have been like hey trunks you're back and he would have been like no i this is my first time ever come this is my first time ever coming back <laughs> this is my first time ever coming back here you're thinking about the other future trunks from the other timeline that's not me 
it's kind of confusing, but it, they could have done it because they've done more super confusing stuff. All they would have had to do is have that Trunks explain that he's not the same Trunks as the other one. Oh, man, that was a hell of a theory, right? That was such a good like <laughs> I really like that. I really like I think I think that could have worked. I think that could have been super cool. You know, just to see a future version of, of present day trunks, thus eliminating a lot of this other sort of shit that there inevitably is probably going to end up being sort of confusing to all of us. But I don't know. What do you think about that? What are you saying? Send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. So eventually, they, you know, they kind of get into the part of the conversation where they're, they're, they're wondering how did Goku Black end up with a time ring? Right. Because they're throwing out these theories and stuff like that. But some certain things still don't add up. Like, for example, why does Goku Black's energy so similar to Zamasu's if he has Goku's body? If Zamasu made a wish for just an evil version of Goku, then his energy should feel more like Goku's. But they're saying it feels more like Zamasu's. So there's still some things that don't add up. Also, the fact that he doesn't have that he has a time ring. Well, how did he get a time ring if he's not a Kai and et cetera? Right. Uh, at this point, I guess they don't know about the earrings thing, right? So, like, they don't realize that because he has one of the earrings that that allows him to travel through time. Uh, because he, w- we as the audience know that, but they weren't, these other characters weren't around when that conversation was happening between Go and Sue and Zamasu. Uh, so they're just kind of thinking about it and they're saying, well, he, between now and then, he has to become a Supreme Kai. That would be the only way he can travel through time or, or give his time ring to, to the Goku Black or whatever. So he either becomes Supreme Kai, he's promoted, or he kills Goensu and just takes the time ring. So this is where they kind of, you know, you know, lead into the next sort of part of the episode where now they're worried about Goensu because they're saying, OK, well, his life could be in danger so, you know, they're going to go and visit him and check on him and make sure he's OK. Now, we do jump back to Future Trunks' timeline a little bit. And we just kind of catch up with Mai and the Resistance for a quick minute. You know, she sort of picks up Yajirobe. They go back to the to the base and she meets these kids and she tells them that Trunks is far away and he's safe. Uh, and it's, I think it's just kind of reminding us that this is still very much a threat and these people are still trying to hold on to hope because the guys like man if Goku and Vegeta couldn't do anything like you know what are we what can we possibly do at this point uh, and other than that it, it just kind of reaffirms the fact that the, that the stakes are pretty serious in their timeline just kind of gets us out of our little sort of situation uh, for a second and just kind of uh, reaffirms the fact that Mai is very important to the timeline that she's in and it kind of shows what she has turned into as a as a, as a leader there uh, and I guess it, it just helps us get sort of a juxtaposition and, uh, as far as um, present day Mai, right? So then we go back to Goasu and then they all show up and they're kind of, they're kind of like, you know, subtly interrogating him a little bit and saying, hey, uh, you know, have you been getting any weird vibes from Zamasu lately? about divine justice and etc and he's saying we got a little bit of that but i've 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 put those doubts you know in the in the in behind with him and he's he's doing better now and he's he's going to be supreme kai and and etc but he's kind of shocked about some of the things goku kind of lets it slip that in the future he's causing trouble so he could essentially be endangering (laughs) the timelines just by sort of mentioning that so he kind of gets bopped on the head by beerus uh, but they're just trying to get to the bottom of things, right? And, um, 
you know, they don't realize that Zamasu is back, and we we cut the Zamasu, and he's just kind of making his way to the to, out there with some new with some tea, and etc. So I mean, you know, there's I hope a lot of this stuff that I said made sense, but it's it's a there's a, just a lot of talking this episode and a lot of sort of theories. So it's like all I can do is kind of like <laughs> comment on what they said and and etc. But uh, Zamasu shows up at the end, and then he's like he's there. Okay, so. Who knows what's going to happen at this point? Are they just going to straight up confront him about it? Ask him about it? You know, there's still room for plot twists here. Um, you know, this could be a situation where like they're all the signs point to this one thing, but they could be intentionally doing that to throw us off from whatever the real sort of uh, explanation is of what happened here. I'm probably giving Dragon Ball a little bit too much credit to say that that's a possibility because the writing isn't usually that complex it's usually pretty straightforward and simple but there are they've already surprised me they've already tried some different things with this arc alone that i feel like they've never done before so who knows i guess anything can happen what do you think about it send me an email rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com okay man, there's a lot of stuff there i hope that that was clear i feel like i was kind of yammering and blabbering a little bit but hopefully that shit made some sense <laughs> okay so uh yeah what do you think about that leave me um please please, please head over to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast uh i once again i'm working on some things i'm working on some things i still have those commentary tracks coming uh i'm just trying to time it in such a way to where hopefully the release of those things will will be more you know impactful for lack of a better word because i'm working on a couple different things so um to keep up with that obviously like the page uh send me emails etc keep up the communication i appreciate it and with that being said guys i think that's about it i think i'm done for this week uh so until next time for rock the dragon podcast i'm tim bridgewater and i will see you next time